It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to After Work Drinks. Yeah, why don't you do it? I'll do it. Welcome to After Work Drinks, the weekly pop culture <laughs> podcast. Podcast brought to you by two journalists and best friends, Isabel Truman and Grace O'Neill, who debrief over the week that was over a bottle of red wine. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Grace. Hello. First time she's done the intro and she How forgot exciting. that we're a podcast. I know. Oh, I just like felt like I was missing a word. Mm. Why you also I... went quite speedy because I think you were trying to prove you knew it off by heart. <laughs> like get extra grades. I know. How are you? I'm good. I'm sore, as you know. Oh, yeah. I I almost <laughs> want to, like, save this, but it's not really that interesting. I went to a climbing gym on the weekend. You have to explain, like, because, that it's rock climbing. Yeah, like, rock, like a rock climbing, bouldering gym. <laughs> My boyfriend, Zach, has been wearing me down, like, literally, like, chipping away. Um, and I finally agreed to go. And it was fine. I was really bad at it. Literally just, a week before you went, you were like, look, the thing is, you <laughs> me in the car, you're like, I care about rock climbing. I'll indulge his interests, but I'm just not going to climb the rocks. Yeah. I was like, I'm just not and that kind of girl. a week later, I just get an Instagram photo and you're just rock climbing. Yeah. I was like, when Bay wears you down. <laughs> um, but I just had this like little suspicion that maybe I'd be like really good at it. Like I just like put on my little shorts and like Mm. got the chalk on and I I literally got like one, like literally one bit up and I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God. Like this is literally, he was like, grab that one over there. And I was like, are you insane? I was like, I'm literally going to die. And like, I got off and he was like, this is how high you went. Like it was like not even up to my waist. Oh my God. It's scary. Like I didn't realize it was so scary. And Zach and his sister, Audrey are like, amazing like jungle men and women like climbing up walls upside down like it juts out at the roof and whatever and there's this whole thing where you only can climb (laughs) the colors like so there's heaps of different things on the wall Mm. and it would be easy to get up if you could just climb any but there's like 
the yellow one is the beginner's one. Right. And then thing, and you yeah. can only touch those colors to get up and down. You have to put both hands. There's all these stupid rules. I was like, what if I just don't do that? You just weren't good. <laughs> I was so bad. But yeah. I, I threw myself into it. And mm-hmm. I was very excited to hear in the Vanity Fair podcast that we love mm-hmm. that and Angelina Jolie also went bouldering on the exact same day in Los what? Angeles. Yeah, she, it's like the first time she's been photographed in months. And she was like bouldering with her bouldering. children. Yeah, like rock climbing. I know, like, I just called. can't believe that's what I know. And obviously she looked like absolutely flawless. She had like a blowout. She looked like Lara Croft and was just like <laughs> jokingly flipping her hair while she was doing like a fucking red one or something, like the hardest one. <laughs> doing a fucking red one. Where she would the kids. With the kids, yeah. yeah. But they were joking on the Vanity Fair podcast about like how it like from the photos it looked like she just made the kids come like to, <laughs> instead of it being their activity because I was just sitting watching her while she was just like nailing it. So very – It was just yet, the funniest – Yet another episode. parallel between myself and Angelina Jolie. Mm, yes, another. <laughs> it was you and Brad. How many are we on now? Yeah. Um, it was just the funniest episode of In the Limelight this it week. It was so, so funny. What was the episode called? Something about ripped jeans. Yes. <laughs> they just think of things. That I like. I know that Megan, I know that photo of Meghan Markle came out this week and it just never would have crossed my mind to do a whole podcast episode about how, how the ripped jeans yeah. are back. I know. And then like they just dive into like all these conspiracy theories about the ripped jeans. And they said that like when she became, when she got engaged to Prince Harry, they imagined she would have had a bonfire and just put all the ripped denim in it. Yeah. But instead she's like pulling it out from the archives <laughs> and like going back to the Tig Megan. Yeah. the t- And they were like, if this was a romantic comedy, this would be the scene where like the music swells and Megan's like returning to her old self and like pulls mm. out a suitcase and throws it open. And it's just like rows and rows of ripped jeans. <laughs> she and then she finds that Harry loves her anyway. It would actually be, that should be a rom-com. That's literally it. It's so, so good. Mm. Anyway. And the Avo toast. Yeah, the Avo. I know. I love that. That was so weird. The way they were talking about that was so funny. So Megan Markle's um, makeup artist put an Instagram up this week of like two, like a very Instagram-y like Kelvin filtered smashed avo with like a little teapot and was like afternoons with megan and then when they said the hashtags i just like lost it it was like he was like hashtag foodie hashtag <laughs> food coma or something yeah but they're so right because they're like there's no way he would threaten cutting his ties with her by putting that up without knowing no, her she knowing definitely would know. so she would know and if she knew she probably would have controlled the picture so like you've got to imagine her like you know, and was it like her chance mm. to like set up an Instagram again? And she lay. missed it. Yeah. It's such an old fashioned Instagram post. I know. Like really the two is. avocado, and you know, how, like her friend, Jessica, that stylist. Oh yeah, Mulroney. Yeah. How she never posted anything with Megan, but like you can tell by the aesthetic of her account that she really is like desperate to post something yeah. of Megan. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like the fact that this guy <laughs> cruises to London for the weekend, yeah. puts up an Instagram story and is like, like in the English countryside with M. Yeah. And then post smashed Avo flat lace. And says like my afternoon with Megan. And throwing says, back to our the Tig days. Yes. So it's Jessica like. Jessica will be fuming. I know. So the Queen like, will be fuming. Kate will be fuming. Yeah. Like like she, why is she laying down these little like, it's like she's laying down a war plan or something like mm. to get her, her way back in. I love it. Like the idea that she's like come up with this little secret Sit, like sneaky way to let the world know that she's still her herself and she's still cool and she like doesn't even want to be Kate. 
Oh my God. Mm. I love it. I lo- yeah. I, it's like such a funny thing that she just tried to fit in with Kate and then all this backlash happened and then she's just like, fuck it. And then just like, yeah. And her ripped jeans, her aviators, her messy barn. <laughs> Heads out to Notting Hill. Heads out to Notting Hill. Exactly what she'd be doing if she wasn't a royal. That's the best. I love it. Um, what else other than rock climbing? Um, well, uh, I listened to, so I don't know if you've listened to this before. I hadn't, but Dolly Alderton from the high low mm. has another podcast called love stories. Yeah. Love it. I'd never listened to it before. Oh really? Yeah. I love it. Oh my God. Don't you think it's so good? It's, I've, I, this is the only episode I've ever listened to. It's with Stanley Tucci. Okay. Um, who is from like Devil Wears Prada mm-hmm. and Julie and Julia and the lovely bones and all those movies. And he's actually married to Emily Blunt's sister so he she introduced them after they worked together on the devil was prada oh yeah and he oh i think i did yeah that. and That's his, so cute. his first wife actually died which is really sad and then when she when emily blunt met him his wife had died and then slowly over the course of their friendship she introduced him to her sister and they fell in love and they're married and they're really into cooking and they've just released a cookbook called the tucci table and it's like the recipes that they were it's basically like a year in their life together in food and it's like all the recipes that they make and it's just like so cute but it's just great like he talks about like his favorite martinis and like how to make simple really delicious pasta and like his first love and it's just like it was just gorgeous you know those things that make you feel really like nourished yeah. when you listen to them where you're I just love like oh her interviews um she did one with Vanessa Kirby have you watched the crown yeah they're like they're best friends, friends right yeah, yeah. Like, can you please get a role in the crown and stop fucking around <laughs> so she just did the the first love stories ever was with Vanessa Kirby oh. who just happens to be like her best friend but also Princess Margaret and the crown and so it's like a really good one because they're just chatting about like the old days but also about love and stuff that's so yeah mm. I just loved that mm. so good and then I've been reading Wild, which is a very nice current <laughs> relevant yeah, reference. What? Yeah, I picked it up at the um, the op shop, the infamous op shop expedition from last episode. Mm, we got um, in trouble for using the flat card. Yes, but I picked up like literally 10 books and they were 2 to $3 each. And I'm like, mm. they're, they're all like new. I feel like mm. everyone should do that. It was so good. But I'm reading it and it's just making me feel very like intrepid and outdoorsy. I feel like it propelled me to go to the climbing gym. I just want to get in touch with nature. Which I did on the weekend. Yes. I went camping. Yeah, you actually did it. I read about it and you did it. I know, which is kind of crazy because like anyone who knows, well, it's weird. I feel like I have split personalities. You do have like a bit of a camping vibe, but I think that's because you like grew up on a farm, Mm. you love animals. And I'm from New Zealand, which always people think is in the middle of nowhere with no power. Yes. Mm. Yes. So... Yeah, I went camping and we just like took off. We realized like a week before. So we decided to go like a week before the long weekend. And then we realized that everywhere in NSW was completely booked because other people plan. And it's I like school we, holidays. I love how we invented things when we um, like I was like, I'm going to go camping. No one will be camping. Yeah. And the whole of NSW is booked. Yeah. So we had to drive five hours north, <laughs> which is crazy. But we had like this amazing lush car that I scored through work. And so Good. it was like. It hadn't even driven a kilometer before, which is brand new. So nice. And so I was like playing podcasts the whole time. Which did you settle on? Because we were discussing this. Yeah. So I ended up going with Homecoming, which is, so I've talked about Homecoming before and that's because Julia Roberts, my all-time fave, as everyone knows, (laughs) um, is in the new series off the back of the podcast. Yeah. And the podcast is, so it's funny. I've never listened to a podcast like it before. It's like when you listen to it, I don't know how to explain this properly. 
but it's like that's scripted and there's characters and they're not talking. I feel like I would hate that. So it's like a, t- it's like it a TV before. show, but you're it's just like a fictional podcast. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, I liked it, but it was quite slow in parts. You'll just like get to the fucking point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was like pretty interesting. It kept, cause Anton doesn't like podcasts. So it kept him pretty hooked. Good. And we listened to the whole first series and we're almost through the second season. Wow. Yeah. And so it's about, um, it's like really, really popular. So many people love it. And it's about a facility where men who come back from war who have PTSD, they go to get better before they're like, before they're released back into the yeah. real world. Like yeah. kind of sort like they have therapy and things like that. Yeah. Um, but then that's not what's actually going on. Oh. It's quite dramatic. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so yeah, we listened to that on the way to camping. I also read your book Lullaby, which you've recommended before. Which I wrote. <laughs> what? Your book. Your book, yeah. <laughs> no, My the, first novel, yeah. It's your actual physical My book. My physical book, yeah. yeah. Um, what did you think? It's called Lullaby Layla by Layla Slamani. <laughs> and she's, so just to color it in, she's like a French author. I talked about her last episode, I think, about motherhood. Mm. And she's very, very famous in France, but her books are very slowly being translated into English. So this is the first one that's been translated into English, but it came out a few years ago. And then her second book that's been translated into English that came out a few years ago as well in France is coming out in like a couple of months. And that's about like a sex addict. So very excited about that So this one's based on the story of a real life nanny who murdered the children. Um, And and that's not even a spoiler like it happens yeah. in the first sentence yeah um like literally <laughs> i think literally the, the first word it's like the baby is dead yeah. <laughs> it's the first sentence. how do you know that god your memory oh my god i know your memory grace's memory is so annoying because i have to come to this podcast because my mm. my memory is like a goldfish and so i come with like a fucking full blown book printed out and grace just <laughs> has nothing in front of her like literally nothing <laughs> Um, I do have a good memory. So I read that in a day. It was really good. It's really a nice like rip quick. through it read. Yeah. And it's funny because Anton reads so slow and I was just like, do 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 and just like got through the whole book <laughs> and then put it down and started on another one. He was like, oh, oh. Um, that's best feeling. Yeah. I actually just quickly have a reading tip on that front because I feel like over the break I got, I was reading so much and I got, I was reading like literally a book a day at one point. Like I was just sitting on the beach and reading for like eight hours or something. Mm. Um, and then I was getting increasingly like literary and I just got to the point where I had like four books open and I was just like, I just hate all of these. I'm not enjoying any of them. I'm just reading these to sound smart. And then when I went to the op shop, I got wild and Bridget Jones diary too. And I just, and now I'm just like falling back in love with reading. So Mm -hmm. I just think if you're finding it's too hard with books, just read like a guilty pleasure book. Yeah. So I'm, I've been like slogging through one book since Christmas Mm. and I just put it down, picked up Lullaby, zoomed through that. And then I also just got Normal People by Sally Rooney, which I've heard so much about. I need to so read that. I'm going to like put down my other one and read that this week. You love. And then I'll give it to you. Yeah. But then I also got one called Milkman by uh, Anna Burns, I think. And that one, shit, what did it win? Man Booker maybe last year. Yeah. Or Pulitzer. And it's like one of those, like all the reviews are just like, yeah. it's a really, really, really tough read. And I'm like, I can't be bothered with you right now. I know that you're not always in the mood for a tough no. read. Like I just want to get on the bus and just read a book that I'm just like immersed in. Yeah. And it's all, we're so judgmental. Like when I read Bridget Jones or wild, I'm like, they're really well-written books. Mm. Like you just think because it's not like 
some fucking highbrow. Like reading this book called Wildlife by Richard Ford, which has just been turned into a movie with Carey Mulligan and Jake Gyllenhaal. And it's just fucked. Like it's literally just like, it's very like, okay, I'm sure it has lots of secret meaning, but it's just like, my father went down to the golf course. My father got in the car and left. Where is your father? Said my mother. Like, I'm yeah. just like, oh, I hate every yeah. part of this book. And it's like a hundred pages and it would take me two years to read because mm. it's just so Yeah, the one that annoying. I'm reading now, I ended up Googling because I was like, I was like, <laughs> I want to know that other people think this is mm. fucking tough. This is the one you were just talking about, the Pulitzer one. No, so I haven't started Milkman, uh. but this one won another yeah. massive award. I can't remember. Man Booker, maybe. Is this the one that we talked about? That, that I talked about like months ago and I was like, I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, <laughs> it's, called, it's got the colourful colour. Yeah, it's called The Life yes, to Come. Yes, I ended up Googling Slog. it because yeah. I was like, I'm still fucking reading this and yes. I got it for Christmas. Um, and everyone, like New York Times, everyone are just like, it, it, like basically till the very end, you have no idea what's going on. I just like, You literally have no idea. Like there's all these random characters and I have to keep like flicking back to be like, when the fuck did I even meet this person? And then you realise you haven't. And they're just randomly in Paris, and her name's Celeste. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, and she's just a lesbian. And I'm like, fine. <laughs> but, like, what is your actual story? <laughs> I know. I actually, I, I'm, like, getting very, like, contemptful for stuff like mm-hmm. that. I'm just like, if you've got a book and it's just doing nothing for you, yeah. you just don't, just don't read it. Yeah. I'm like, just it's not even going to make it. me smarter. It's just going to make me angry. Exactly. And like, then you feel like a, like a piece of shit. Give me Leon like, Moriarty. Exactly. That's what I was like. I was like, I need to read Bridget Jones, The Edge of Reason. Mm. Also, Bridget Jones, The Edge of Reason is so different to the movie. I can't remember, but I have read it. I, yeah. Mm. It's so, yeah. I loved Bridget Jones, all the Bridget Jones books. Yeah. There's like, she, it's just like your clever, like funny mm. friend. And I was, Zach came, Zach does this amazing thing where he'll come home on like a Friday night at like 10 PM and I'll be watching like the princess diaries or like bridget jones too and he'll be like i guess i have to watch it and i'm like no you don't you can just go in the other room i don't care and he's like no 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 i'll do it for you like (laughs) i feel like he's just so curious and then he was like is this woman actually you because in the course of like 10 minutes she was like singing madonna smoking smoking like secretly smoking so the boyfriend wouldn't find out like slogging red wine um and then was just like sitting down and was just like hunched over how I am. Like we were both just silent and he was like, that's what your posture's like. I was like, I know, I know, like I know. We yeah, both Tell knew. me twice. Yeah. And other than camping, um, I've done basically nothing else. But today I saw this hilarious article that I love on the cut and it's called Why is Prince George Hiding? Oh. And basically... This dog walker walked past the Middleton's home. <laughs> this is basically went back to like in the limelight. Yeah. Um, walked past the Middleton's home and Prince George was playing there and yeah. he saw her with the dog. And so he approached and like there was a minder there. Like obviously he wasn't alone. That is so major. The King of England. And oh my the minder was like, oh, you can't take photos of him, Ugh. but like feel free to chat. And so he started patting the dog, and she, and then she was just like, oh, like, hello, how are you? What's your name? And he goes, Archie. <laughs> and he just goes, Archie, and just, like, smiled at her. That is so massive. Yeah. That's, like, the biggest news story I've heard this year. I know. It's crazy. That's, but that's, like, creepy and weird. Yeah. Don't you think? Like, a little kid being like, I'm Archie. Is yeah, it like I'm, an alter sorry, ego? I'm trying to find it because I didn't write anything down other than the fact I'm that I Archie. loved the article. <laughs> yeah, literally wrote Archie in capitals. And then, so the cut did this thing. Like, what does like, he think people are going to believe he's someone else? Well, so there's a few theories. <laughs> like, 
Theory number one is that his parents have told him not to say who he is. But it's so funny because it's like if someone was going to kidnap Prince George, they wouldn't be put off by the fact that he goes, I'm Archie. They'd yeah, like, they're not like, oh, sorry, we've got the wrong kid. Yeah. Like playing outside Kensington like, Palace yeah, and having the face of Prince George. <laughs> of him. So theory one, he is neither. The child who the dom, dog walker came across in Birkenshire is a dupe. Not exactly a robot, but not exactly human. The royals all have these and they make all of their public appearances. This <laughs> solves the question of why anyone would want to live the no doubt hellish life of a royal instead of having an enjoyable, normal, private life. They are in fact having enjoyable lives with royal money elsewhere. Mm. And these are just, they're like fake people. Nah. Um, he is both, like in the movie Split or also like in the movie Glass. Oh my God. Three, he is Prince George. It's maybe a situation similar to how I once requested my name be changed to Strawberry Shortcake or how for a week. Oh. Anyway, it's about how kids change their names. Yeah, I think that's probably the most likely Yeah, he just scenario. likes the name. Yeah. Or for his Archie. It, it, in fact, wasn't Prince George. It was Archie. <laughs> Archie? Just I'm just it. trying to think that like Archie is not a very relevant like pop culture reference for a small child Mm. you know like if i don't i don't really know what ones are but if he was like Like i'm i'm harry potter yeah like i'm um thor i I don't know like some sort of archie like i'm like archie like the riverdale comics yeah what like does he love kj upper does he love riverdale he's a bit young Mm. that's my first thought and the last thing that i loved is Man Repeller, and it was an article called Ordinary Things That Bring Me Extraordinary Joy. Oh, a bit of a Marie Kondo reference. Yeah, well, no. So basically she was saying that she was having like a really shit day and everything that everyone was doing was annoying her. So she was like, I got up and I walked into the lounge and my flatmate had left like all of the like cupboards open and yes. just like shit that was annoying her and she just got on the train and it was hot and stuffy. And then she came up with a phrase with, I think it was her sister, about pet faves. And instead of like pet peeves, which annoy you, it's like the little everyday things that make you happy. And it was like just a really cute article. And basically she explains it as being the small things that bring us unlikely joy and remind us how gratifying it can feel when life is on beat. If pet peeves draw on a shared humanity by recognizing how annoying people are or how frustrating the details can be, pet faves are what connect us through appreciation and acknowledgement of simple sweetness. They are the inside joke we have with people we've never met, the songs we know all the words to. They are the meaningless and meaningful at the same time, which is impressive. Cute. So it was just like a really cute article, which I'll link in the bio. But mine. Yeah, what are yours? I knew. So the smell of new books. Oh, that's very like. It's literally my favorite smell in the entire world. Wow. It's very like dating profile. You could just call Anton and he'll be like, she's obsessed. Like I just open them and smell them. Like a crack addict. Like a new, like it has to be a brand new. No, it can be any, but mostly new. Yeah. Um, Fresh sheets. Mm-hmm. Getting into a pair of fresh sheets. Yeah. Seeing puppies. Yes. <laughs> God. And then craving like a certain food and then having that exact food. Nice. I haven't thought about this, but I have been thinking about how like on a Sunday or yesterday, if Zach is like out for a day, because Zach studies so Mm. he's home not a lot but like more than way more than i am it's like the joy for me of being in this apartment that we pay my fucking whole life for and being able to like spend a whole day running a bath listening to like three podcasts back to back reading watching something on netflix going to the corner store and just like getting 
a chocolate bar and like I don't know. I feel yeah. like I'm just making this just up now. But you, just having a yourself. day where you just do like all you want to do all day for the whole day. Love. I just feel like I just like float on air. Yeah, like I love like, watching like a really really shitty Netflix or like yes. Stan show. Yeah, like the bold type. The Anton would be like, "What the fuck are you watching?" Yeah, when he's not around and just blasting it and literally like getting out of the shower and putting it on while I'm like getting dressed. Yes, or I'll be like, okay, like yesterday I was just like in the sh- in the bath and I was like I need this bath to be like literally perfect so I like got the fan I made the bath really hot and then brought the fan into the bathroom mm. so I was being blasted with cool air perfect. while the bath was hot and I put all of the stuff in the bathroom I like hid it outside the door so the bathroom just looked empty <laughs> it's so weird and then I found like the perfect playlist on Spotify and then like got a book open yeah and I was just like this is like I spent so much time just making and then I was in there for like half an hour yeah but my I was issue just, like, is like getting too hot in a bath exactly exactly i was like i love being in a bath but i get too hot and if the bath is lukewarm i don't enjoy it so i brought the fan into the bathroom very good yeah so that's like that will recharge me for the whole week i did like, that much sweet where i when i was in queenstown oh. on a work trip and it was the best thing ever i really cried in the first episode of queer eye oh yeah same oh, it was that like lovely much. man yeah. i can't remember his name but i feel like it's john um okay anyway shall we get into it Another thing on Man Repeller, <laughs> we've got a lot of like repetitive references this week, but yeah, you know, no, we don't I was really enjoy Man Repeller this week. Go on. Yeah, this one was like, which they do as an article sometimes, which I do like, where they do like basically, I assume, like a Slack chat, which is like Slack is like a sort of DM service that we use at work mm-hmm. for like, it's not for journalists, it's for anyone. It's like a messenger like i am messenger, messenger. Yeah. but they published that i am messenger conversation in full mm-hmm. and the topic was about vanity and about what vanity means in the like era of the selfie and we're not gonna like quote and paraphrase it but we just want to like hat tip them as a source yeah to then talk about the same topic <laughs> essentially because yeah. i feel like we're super interested in this like well i think that instagram is just like like it or not such a huge part of our day-to-day lives like yes the even Though, I'm like, I'm going to spend less time on my phone. Last night, Anton was like, time to go to bed. Say goodnight to Instagram. And I was oh like... Oh, my God. Yeah, because yeah. I was just scrolling. I was like, goodnight, Instagram. I miss you already. And like, he was what like, else I, do I do on my and phone he was like, Instagram? Yeah. That's not even a joke. I know you miss it. And I was literally like, I actually do. Yeah. Um, But then, like, how it's, it's just funny how, like, our Instagram grids are so curated. Yes. And very, like, putting forward the best of ourselves at all times. And then stories has just kind of become a place where people are like more themselves. Yeah, totally. And it's like this, and even then it's still a curated Mm. version of your like real self. Yeah. You only post like nice photos. And it's also this like really difficult thing where it's like you're rewarded on Instagram for being self-obsessed. Like Mm. I, like I was saying to you before, I feel like when I post photos of like, I don't know if I posted like some sort of like film still of a David Bowie movie or something like shit that I actually like look at. And I'm like, I love this. And I'm like, the, the music has into a blood. I, I feel like I'm being such a wanker. Cause I'm like, okay, who cares that people know that you like David Bowie? Mm. People want to see you posting some f- sort of selfie in a or fucking... something that's like semi-interesting to people. Like, to yeah. Everyone. Like you have a, you're like people, I don't know. Like it's so dumb. I'm like, I, people 
I feel like I'm being self-indulgent if I don't yeah. post an outfit selfie when it's like, that's so much more self-indulgent than being like, I like, I like Freddie Mercury. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. It's so weird. And also like what we talked about ages ago with phone addiction, how like Instagram and all these app creators actually look at how people get addicted to things. And like, so the Instagram feed, we already talked about this, but was created from slot machines. You know how you like scroll down. Yeah. Yeah. And so the dopamines you get from people liking your photo releases like good endorphins. So then when you post a fucking selfie, of course, everyone's going to like it because they're like either your friends and they want to support you, even though you look shit or exactly. they are just people who follow you because they know who you are and they like you. So they're, they're more likely to like a photo of your face than they are to like an arty photo of your like new table. I don't know. I feel like it used to be a thing that people knew about me where I'd like post photos and then archive them like a three, a few days later yeah. and then repost them and archive them. And like, it was just like super erratic behavior, but I'd post something and it would get lots of likes. And then I'd go back and look at it a few days later and I'd just be like, Oh my God, you're such a wanker. Like yeah. why did you post this like pouty posed filtered mirror selfie of a shirt you bought? Like you're such a dickhead. So I'd like archive it. Or, or I'd like look at a, a picture that I really liked and put up that was really genuine and be like, this doesn't fit my grid and then archive that. 100%. And it was just, that would be yeah. more what I would do all the time. Like yeah. I'd be like, as we've said before, I was like, if I, if my Instagram just had like nothing to do with our jobs or like people's perception of, I don't know, not even like, it's not even that I really care that much about what people think, but it's more like, I think it is that thing of having like different personalities. So it's like my Instagram now is pretty like in between because it's a bit of like just whatever and then it's a bit of like okay I'm posing with Bella Hadid at Victoria's Secret like that sort <laughs> yeah. of like that sort of shit where yes. I'm like oh that's a bit like like ridiculous yeah. but then I'll even it out but like if I could have my way it would just be all be photos like literally today I tried to post an uh, Instagram story of my cat and was like just relax like take yeah. it off just gonna calm <laughs> like, down. that's enough it was like a memory from a year then, ago and I was like oh people want to see this and then I was like no they don't no but this is the thing where you're like I'm trying to figure out what is taking yourself too seriously because I'm like if I like sometimes I'll be like okay who I gen it's, it's like this question of who you genuinely are is tied up with your Instagram feed. Like I genuinely feel like that sometimes and it's such a mess. Like I'm just mm. like, okay, who am I genuinely? Genuinely, I'm the kind of person that like reads a lot, doesn't go out that much, mm. like loves like good food, loves to watch like interesting documentaries, like loves whatever. Like, goes like, rock climbing. Goes rock <laughs> climbing apparently. Like, but I'm like a kind of nerdier, quieter person mm. in the main. Um, but I feel like my Instagram persona is just when I'm like out at a like slick work event or out at a party or I'm like drinking champagne or doing whatever. So I'm like, okay, I want to make my Instagram more in line with who I am. But I'm like, if I post pages from books I'm reading, like. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I find that really, 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 really wanky. Yeah, and really I'm like, self-indulgent. How seriously do you take yourself that everyone needs to know that you read? Otherwise, you can't bear someone to consume you. Like, yeah. I'm kind of like, it's less wanky to post a, a picture of your outfit than it is to post, like, a poem. A poem that you've mm. read or, mm. like, a, a passage from, like, mm. some fucking book, like, book that it's you're so reading confusing. to prove, you know? And then I'm like, then what's true and what's, what's like <laughs> yeah. a happy medium exactly and also it's hard because like for so many people especially in our industry now instagram is used to hire people like yeah. remember when we went out for we went out for drinks with a girl and she was just like yeah i know that i just got hired because i had twenty thousand instagram followers yeah like it's just like crazy and that's so true yeah so then you you have to so like that's how i feel with my instagram is i'm like i to an extent, don't really care. Like, I, tr- I do, I don't know, I go through phases. I think I'm like you as well, where yeah. I'm like, I care and then I don't care. Yeah. But, like, I am sometimes like, I just want to post, like, random crap. But then I'm like, well, what if I need to get a new job in fashion in a year? And they look through it and are like, this girl doesn't, like, what? This yeah. girl's not right. Or, yes. you know, like, it's just so. And we, we know, like, what we post on Instagram is very tied directly to. Our jobs. Our jobs. Mm. Like, our, like. Bosses and big bosses, like, follow us on Instagram. They know what we're doing. Mm. We have to be very, like, aligned. aware and aware and aligned with what the brands that we work for are. And that's not unique to us. That's any brand. If you work for Google, Twitter, the mm. government, for Coles, Woolworths, like, what, wherever you work, you cannot use your social media these days as, like... A personal thing. A personal thing. Like unless if, it's private. Yeah, unless it's private. And even if you don't... Like, we put where we work in our bios, so we're, like, consciously associating. So there's, like, we need to respect that. Mm. Even if we you didn't, you could still get in trouble for, like... Yeah. Yeah. Like, if I put up too many photos of me partying, that'd be, like, what are you doing? My work yeah, exactly. would be, like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's just... Yeah. It's, like... It's a hard one because it's a hard line to walk because I don't want to be putting out things where I'm like, I don't know, I guess with vanity, it's hard. Like I would never post a selfie, but then, but that's just because I don't know. I feel like that's, but I feel like maybe because I haven't done one like by myself, I mean, yes. Um, but I feel like that's because I haven't done one before and I, and maybe if I did do one. And I put one up and I got like heaps and heaps and heaps and heaps of likes and heaps of people being like, you look so pretty. Then maybe I would do more. Yes. But because exactly. I have never crossed that bridge. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's <laughs> just like not something I would do. I know. And then I'm like, I post mirror selfies, but not like face fronting yeah, selfies. Yeah, but then all the photos like, on my feed are of me. So it's like, you're still fucking up yourself. Yeah, exactly. And it's this is the thing. It's like Instagram rewards vanity. Like mm. it doesn't reward some fucking Instagram curated thing of like, you know, I had, like, this for lunch. This is the book I'm reading that I like. This is a movie I saw that I liked. Like, Instagram doesn't reward that. Like, we don't reward that. We're, like... No, unless you follow specific accounts, especially for that. Yeah, you're just, like, shut up. Like, if I saw that, I'm just, like, shut up. Like, just shut up. Just, like, post a selfie or get out. Like, you don't belong here. (laughs) Yeah. uh, But the funny thing is that 
it's like what's rewarded on Instagram is still denigrated in real life and vice versa. So like if we sat down and I was like taught for five seconds about like this post didn't get that many likes or blah, 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 blah. Or like, do I look pretty today or whatever? You'd just be like, oh, like fuck off. Mm. Whereas we, we have to think like that in secret yeah. for Instagram. And then all the things that you would get punished for doing on Instagram, like talking about books that you're reading or movies you saw – you're rewarded to do in real life it's super weird like we're just living these like double lives at once yeah so it's like totally normal to be just completely self-obsessed with yourself online but if you have like a hint of that in real life yeah like if you're looking in the mirror yes in real life it's like oh someone's a bit vain yeah or even talking too much about like what should i wear to this thing do you like this outfit do you like that Mm. outfit do you like blah blah blatter i message you and i'm like what should i wear to this should i wear these shoes or these shoes and i send you photos and you don't reply for five minutes i like message and be like god i'm a fuck with i'm so so sorry sorry i'm so sorry (laughs) who fucking cares i'm burning my entire wardrobe and i'm not coming i know it's so weird. Even like the fact that we, I posted that joking thing on Instagram the other day about like how we came back from that event. And I was like, oh my God, there's no good pictures of my outfit and made you take photos of me. Like, yeah, that's kind of funny, but that happened. Like, I don't I, remember that happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that I, was after the after party. So, I know. but I was like going through my phone on the bus and I was like, okay, there's no, there's no good pictures of me and I'm wearing a cute outfit. So like we need to remedy this and we would have been like laughing about it but i would have been like no isabel get the photo yeah i I think i must have been squatting like it was a very low angle it was a very like low angle like there was lots of variations of it Mm. and i mean i'm I'm, like good when i need to be on for instagram yes if you ever need an instagram photographer i'm your girl i know he's like great for the like stealth photo yeah like i'll just take a candid pic and then no one does it back (laughs) <laughs> I know I try to do it yeah no, you're fine now because I've drilled it in over Getting years better. I know but it, it's like the, the candid pick thing I love because that like embodies this whole thing mm. like we're meant to be self-obsessed but we're meant to act like we don't yes. care that we're self-obsessed any of those girls or that we're not really get, self-obsessed like, incredible photos of them laughing I just fucking hate mm. like if you got me candid I would look like a pig <laughs> like it's just horrible you cannot get a candid photo of me laughing like it would have to be fake <laughs> Fake laughing, but like toned down fake laughing. Anyway, there's no answer. <laughs> more selfies, I guess. Yeah, take more selfies. Be self-obsessed. It's fine. Everybody <laughs> Do is. what the world is telling you to do. <laughs> Feed that addiction. Yeah. This episode of After Work Drinks is brought to you by Papier, which is very fitting, Izzy, as we're both writers. Yes, and we actually genuinely love stationery. I love a good notepad. Love a good personalized diary. As you know, this year I want to be very organized instead of my usual frazzled self, so I've got a notepad from Papier's new Romance Was Born collab. Very chic. They love a good designer collab, don't they? Yeah, they've done Mother of Pearl, House of Holland. What notepad did you go for? Mine is pink and it's covered in pictures of Elvis's face. Love that. Very you. What are the New Year's resolutions you're going to be using your puppier stationery for so i want to stamp out my habit of double booking what about you i've bought a second diary and i'm going to use it as a money diary oh very clever puppier is offering an exclusive discount of 15 percent off for after work drinks listeners just into after work drinks all one word at the checkout all of the stationery is printed in sydney which we love and you get free delivery on all orders over 75 dollars. thank you to puppier we love you puppier Another thing that's kind of been like popping around a bit lately, but that kind of caught our attention this week, like mine was 
It was both because of Ted Bundy, but yes. yours was because of the Netflix new tapes, the yes. Ted Bundy tapes. It's like a series, right? Yeah, it's like a series. I came home on Friday night and like was had the home to, house to myself and I was like making fried chicken for dinner and like just <laughs> having a nice time. And I put on the Ted Bundy tapes, which like I feel like back in the day would be my thing. Mm. And I just, I sat down to eat and I felt like I was going to throw up. Like I yeah. just shut it off and put on Marie Kondo because I was just like, <laughs> why the fuck? Am I watching this as like a way to decompress it? I don't know. It just, I don't know what it was about it. I haven't watched the whole thing, but the whole thing is like these whole tapes of him talking about himself and explaining his life and, and like talking why about why he murder. is the way he is and whatever. And I'm just like, like, I just felt sick. I was like, no, 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 no. This man, like, as you just said, before kidnapped and raped kidnapped raped and murdered 36 women the insinuation is that this girl broke his heart when he was in his early 20s and that he looked for women that were like her to attack basically and he would like kind of black out while it happened but i was just like i just feel like we've hit this gross point in true crime where we're Mm. like so desensitized that we're just consuming like just feels like the darkest, darkest, most horrible parts of humanity, like the most disgusting man on the planet mm. in a like playful, fun. Yeah. Like not even fun, but like but in a very like, bite-sized, massive digestible way all about him, all about how he feels, all about why he did it, all about how his heart was broken. My thing as well was like, um, was the Zach, how Zach Efron's doing a movie. Yes. And he's playing Ted Bundy and like all of the press around it has just been like, like Zac Efron in his most like like hard like seductive role to date and it's like it's not fucking seductive to be a serial killer of women and like Hello Giggles which is a site that's like predominantly like young mid to mid 20s women reading it which is like Ted Bundy's exact type being like like he looks so seductive. He's and so hot. Yeah. Oh, like Ted Bundy was hot, and I'm just like he wasn't. Like he was hot for a serial killer. But yeah. Like he. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I just. I I think we are both like very into true crime. Yes. And I think that we feel like passionate about this because I think every true crime thing that we listen to, give or take, pretty much everything is about a man murdering a woman. Mm-hmm. And the man being alive to talk and give context to himself and color to his life and the woman being dead. So she just can't and the family not wanting to be involved in the series. Mm. So you just, it's like over and over and over again, we get the same story where we only get to hear the man. Um, and I think I was very interested in it for good reason. Like shows like serial and like making a murderer, like, and the jinx, they're fascinating Mm. But I think because they did so well, now we're just getting like shittier and shittier and shittier and shittier versions. Well, people are just like jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah. And they're they're less nuanced and less interesting and less like, I don't see the point. Like, I'm like, what's the point? Maybe if I watch the whole Bundy tapes, I would get the point Mm. of it. But I'm like, I don't need to sit as a young woman. Like watching that made me feel sick and scared. And I've seen friends of mine post on Instagram stories like the Bundy tapes makes me like terrified to go to sleep at night i'm like do we need that right now (laughs) about true crime as well is that it's like predominantly women who watch it like more women than men like anton would always be like why are you listening to this shit like like, i cannot listen yeah or watch this stuff when i listen to so the, the funny thing about me is i don't like horror movies i don't like thriller movies i don't like thriller books but i love true crime and i think it's because 
like the element of it is like no one really knows what happened. Like in, in a lot of the cases we listen to, yeah. it's like either unsolved or like there's all these weird parts about it that you don't know the truth. But like Anton would just be like, why are you listening to these horrible case file episodes where it's like just a woman getting murdered or like something crazy and horrible happening to her. Yes. And we both have anxiety yes. and it just does, does nothing to help our anxiety. Like you were the one that told me. When I was like, have you, I think I was like, have you listened to this case file episode? Yeah. Um, which is like a true crime podcast by this Australian guy who's like got the most monotone voice in the He's world. He's so weird. Like, yeah. I just and he does like ads him. for yoga pants and it's just fucking <laughs> so funny. In the like voice that he yeah, narrates the it, crime. Yeah. So he's so like, he's like, like thick fiberglass trousers. Yeah, he's like, like and then Susie died. <laughs> thick pants that you can wear to yoga or he'll like put in like crime puns and he'll be like premature balding is so bad it's practically criminal (laughs) (laughs) so good anyway so when i was when i asked you if you'd listen to one you were like to me no because my psych slash our psych who doesn't know she's both of our psychs um she was like you shouldn't listen to them because they'll make you way more anxious and then Mm. as you said that to me i was like on a plane to melbourne and suddenly I was just feeling like so anxious while I was listening to it. And then I realized that I was in the back of like the car and I had like two rescue remedies in my mouth while I was still listening. <laughs> and it was like, and it was like eight o'clock at night when I had yeah. this random driver. It was like pitch black and I'm listening to a woman getting murdered when I'm yeah. in a city I don't live in. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Well, when I was reading the research for this episode, which we actually do at my shock you to Yeah. But it was saying that, that men are statistically much more likely to get murdered than women are. I know. But, but... They don't stress about women are more likely to be victims of rape, like violent sexual crime or like these kind of serial killer crimes. But if you're going by like who's likely to get randomly murdered, it's actually probably by another man. It's always by a man, yeah. ninety like I don't know, it's ninety eight percent of the time, whatever. But like they're like there's a reason why women consume it in a way that men don't it's not like women are like because there's there were arguments that we read that were kind of like some women say it helps their anxiety because they say that it um makes them them. feel prepared like or it gives you i think it gives you a false sense of control yeah because you're like if i understand how this happened to women it won't happen to me like i kind of like i get that in a way like i i've listened to them before and i've been like to anton like I'm more aware when I'm out at night. I like know the techniques that these women who have survived have used to get out of the situations. Like I always have my keys handy, but I think like, I feel like you know that already to an extent, but when you're actually listening to like someone getting murdered, it puts it like to the front of your mind. Yeah. And like, even with just with little things, like I'm like, I would know how to kill you and get away with it. Yeah. (laughs) Like I'm like, Oh my God. As a joke. Yes. But I'm like, still don't mess with me. Yeah. No, I, I, I've done a 180 on it because I used to consume so much true crime content and it, I was just so interested in it. And then I, I think I hit maybe a threshold. I don't know. Like it moved from making me feel better to making me feel worse. And like, as we talked about in a past episode, I get really, really bad violent nightmares when I'm anxious. And I do think that like listening to that exacerbated it a lot because mm. it's just putting it in your brain. It's like, I don't know. I just think it, it's like if we listen to podcasts about, terrorist attacks on planes once a month or once a week i feel like we'd become deathly afraid of flying but like it doesn't make the fact that all those things that happened on planes any less true that we're not listening to them Mm. it's just you're not constantly reminding yourself of it any of those theme parks because i watched oh god 
was it Dreamworld? What happened to uh, Dreamworld in oh, Brisbane? Oh, God, yeah. Gold Coast. What did you watch? Um, it was just like, I don't know, Car Into Fear or something. Oh, don't. And it showed like exactly what happened and how the like thing malfunctioned mm. and how the family died. And I was just like, I'm just never going on one of those rides. I'm never going to a theme park again. Like, you know, when you actually expose yourself to that. Yeah, exactly. You could do that about literally anything everything yeah, yeah. Car so, crashes. and the problem as well with with the true crime content in regard to women is that it's so varied like listening to case file there's like one where like her husband pulled off her fucking snorkel while she was oh my god scuba diving crazy. but then there's like one where like it's like every single situation mm. a woman can be in yeah. like it isn't a field guide to not get murdered no, like, the, she was, only- <laughs> like the one where she was just going to work at 6 a.m and he had his mistress hide in the garage to kill her and put her in the boot. Oh my god! Yes, like they're just none of the no. situations. That I, like I'm kind of like, like okay, save you. Yeah, I get that. That's an argument, but I'm like, there is no like blueprint to not getting murdered no. in these cases because they're so ridiculous and varied, and the, the, the nature of them is that they are so insane mm. that there's really no like lessons to learn in most of them yeah and i think like another point worth noting is like in a lot of these true crime documentaries and podcasts like the families of the victims yes we don't really think about them at all and also like in a lot of them they're not happy about it being made they don't want it to be made it is turned into entertainment essentially you can dress Mm. it up in all sorts of ways but like thinking specifically about serial making a murderer which are like huge ones with Mm. the families of the victims we're very anti it. Yeah. Like we consume those. Like we consume like La La Land. Mm. You know. Like we're not. Yeah. And like there's an argument for like if the families of things didn't want things to be made, then like nothing would get made. And obviously journalists have a right to reinvestigate if they think someone was wrongly convicted. Like you can't just a family can't be like no I don't want you to make this so you can never like reinvestigate yes. someone who you think is in yes. jail who didn't do a crime like I get that but then it's also just like you know like in making a murder like the second season they were just like oh and started mentioning mentioning Teresa yeah. Holbeck like heaps because they realized in the first season they just like didn't even mention her as a we don't human know anything about her no yeah. it was like nothing to do with her it was just like some woman got murdered on this lot. Yeah, but Stephen's innocent. Yeah, but Stephen's innocent. Yeah. Like, oh, who knows how the fuck she ended up there and all her yeah. DNA and blood ended up there. Like, And being the family as well, you would just be like, you would know the case so much better than the one-sided view we're getting from these series, especially, like, Making a Murder and Serial, which is all, like... The person the, the, is so invested in it being... And the people in that who yeah. are in jail are the ones being like, I'm not guilty. And this is what we're watching or yes. listening to for hours and hours and hours. So then yes. we're like, oh, they're not guilty. Like, that's a fact. And these families will be like, we just sat through, like, months of court cases. Yes. We've seen we all. Every we know everything. And we know yeah. this person. Like, we know this person is guilty. Otherwise, we would be with you. Yes, Whereas totally. there's, like, other ones, like the teacher's pet, for example, or the keepers, where it's like the families were like wholeheartedly involved, and they're like two really great investigative journalism podcasts where like great outcomes have happened. So like the teachers yes. pet, the guy who was like, what he was. We need to do like a very special moment to reflect on how the teachers pet is such an exception to the rule. Yes, the teachers pet is an example of how. <laughs> It is. It's, but like, it's an example of how perfectly you do that because yeah, it you has so much it. journalistic integrity. Mm-hmm. It made such an effort to not be like biased or like entertainmenty. There was no like cliffhangers mm. or like this happened or like wait till next episode for this or like characterizing people in a 
and he gave so much balance to every single thing mm. that was said to the extent that it, it didn't feel like it wasn't cut together in a clever, quick, funny, not funny, but like in a smart, catchy way. Oh, it's like, not like my favorite felt murder. Like, yeah. where it's like chatty and laughy. It was like just very serious. It was like straight to the point. This is an unsolved case of a mother who went missing. Like, yes, he was kind of like alluding to the fact that her husband, Chris Dawson, probably murdered her. Yes. But now it's led to an actual arrest of like that's how much evidence he found that the police hadn't found, that it's now led to an arrest of he that one person. New evidence and he was using the podcast as a medium that newspaper articles wouldn't mm. reach. Whereas like I don't want to critique serial now because I feel like so much has happened since then and it was, was brought in about like in a different context. Yeah. And it kind of started this whole thing. And I loved it when it came out. But I've listened back to it like several times and it was very much framed in a very like next week on serial, like ve- like cliffhangers mm, and like, like a trailer yeah like a trailer and like characterizing people up to a point and then they're being like a plot twist or like but you know like it was mm. kind of made in the way that you make like a tv show a tv series that like an episode of svu or something like and i'm not saying that the journalism behind it wasn't legit but it's also like i think i got so wrapped up in that and i listened back to it like two or three years after it came out and i was like oh this dude's obviously guilty mm. Like, I was like, I can't believe I spent all this time, like, being like, oh, my God, who did it? Who done it? Like, blah, blah, blah. And then I said back and I was just like. I love it. How the guy yeah. who says that he literally saw her, Hay's body, he's like, yeah. Adnan yeah. lifted the boot and showed me Hay's body. And then the journalist from Serial comes to his house, like, yeah. however many years later. And yeah. it's like, I want to talk to you. I'm doing a podcast on this. And he's just like, for crying out loud. Yeah, how like many times do I have to say? Prison. I've done it. Like, I've, how yeah. many times do I have to say that he lifted a boot and showed me her body? And you guys are still being like, "Is he guilty or is he not?" Like, yeah, and like, he's like, "I literally took you to her body and took you to where his car, where her car was parked that he got in." Yeah, that thing, like the amount of thing, and then she's just like, "But what if the cell phone pinged this tower and this tower at the wrong time in like 1991?" Where I'm just like explain the dude knowing where her car was and where her body was yeah. when he had no connection to her apart from her ex-boyfriend who yeah. was angry that she'd left him like, for another maybe guy. maybe he did it. It's like, what? Yeah, yeah, like maybe, yeah. yeah. I was, I just listened back and I was like, I can't believe I got caught up in the like intelligent yeah. storytelling And I just feel thing. so sorry for, that's where I feel so sorry for a family where it's like the right guys behind bars, now he's getting a retrial. Yeah, he, he like, he could get out. Based off this thing where... And so based was, off, like, people... Like, with Making a Murderer, how he starts in season two and he's like, oh, I didn't know so many people would care. And he's getting, like, love letters and people, like, petitioning for him to get out. And, like, he's got a new bloody wife now. And it's like he's had so many wives. It's not. I know. And, and everything stuff, is framed in a specific way. Like, in Making a Murderer, I don't know if people remember in season one, but, like, they framed him writing letters to his first wife saying, I'll fucking kill you in a, like, sympathetic way to him. Like, they were, like, like they literally did. Like, they were, it was, that. like, Stephen um, was in jail and he was so stressed because he'd been wrongfully convicted. And he was, like, I said some things I didn't mean, but, you know, she was leaving me over something I didn't done. Anyone would do the same. And then it would show the letter and it was like, I'm going to get out of here and fucking kill you. And he had like a domestic violence record. And I was like... Yeah, and hadn't he like killed all these animals? Yeah. I was like, can we not frame that 
in like a normal thing yeah. someone would do if they were wrongfully convicted way like no yeah, or just a like thing someone would do if they were broken up with yeah like i was just like everything is like framed in this manipulative way whether mm. you mean it to or not because human beings are just human beings like if we met some guy and we talked to him all day on the phone for hours at a time and he was charming and funny and normal and had a strong story even if the evidence was stacked up against him we'd be like i don't know i just i just kind of believe him like i just believe Mm -hmm. him you know and then you'd be like twisting things to fit your narrative of stuff like you're just a person and then millions of people listen to that and get suctioned into it yeah but but it's real people's lives and yeah a real like teenage girl who lost her life like it's crazy like that is the most heinous thing if you mm. are a 16 year old guy and you're a 16 year old girlfriend like you're broken up and she starts dating another guy and you get so angry that you kill her mm. when she's intelligent great at sport funny loved by all her friends mm. she just doesn't get a life now but we're spending more time being worried about like was the evidence against you strong enough in the trial that you deserve to yeah. like stay in jail for the rest of your life like it's just so bizarre i think the whole like to go back to it it's just like the nature of the medium is fucked because you can never hear from the victim yeah i find that as well and it's just like we're so scared of getting well in a lot of these like not so much case file because it's just reading out what happened in a case but in a lot of these different ones it's like we're hearing from these men who have murdered and it's just like why the fuck would we want to hear from men who've murdered all these women when (laughs) we're like the women who are scared of getting murdered like why do we want to sympathize with these people it's like this weird underdog mentality yeah it's yeah. it's like you want to like understand what's like you want to understand how like a semi good looking normal guy who was a lawyer like ted bundy decided to kill all these women like you want to understand yeah what is happening behind like what causes someone to do that but it's like some people are just fucking psychopaths exactly that's what i was like zach was like why would you watch that ted bundy thing and i was like oh i just feel very interested in like human psychology and i want to understand why a seemingly normal person could do something like that. Like, surely there has to be a reason. But it's like, maybe it's not my job to decode why men kill women. Like, mm. you know? Also, like, it's just like, sort of like American Psycho. Yeah. But some people are just crazy. Um, okay, well, I think that's kind of all we have time for. Yeah, I feel like we want to caveat this with like, when we have these conversations, we're kind of like spitballing... Ideas. Ideas, but we love true crime and we listen to a lot of true crime podcasts that we're not trying to shit on it we're just trying to figure out why we're all so obsessed with it i think my thing as well is like i have really we both have really bad anxiety so i'm trying to like stop anything that gives me anxiety yes and as soon as you said that i was like that's so true why do we all listen to this like yeah why are the men in our lives like this is crazy and we're just like no (laughs) let's watch like murderers all the time but there are some great like obviously we're obsessed with the teacher's pet we're obsessed with all Aussie Mystery Hour, which is our friend Mel's podcast, which just bloody got mentioned on Vulture as like the best, one of the best true crime podcasts yeah. like ever. It's so good. It's like, so funny. It's our friend, but it's it's like, it's almost like a post true crime <clears throat> show. Like if we're in the peak of like true crime content, it's like that, but hilarious. Mm. And it's kind of like, they've got this like jokey, it's kind of like my favorite movie, yeah. but Australian. But yeah. And so I feel people. like when, when like you bring the laughter and the humor into it, it's a bit of a different ball game as well. Because like there's that quote from who was it, Margaret Atwood, where it's like yeah. women are afraid of being murdered by men, and men are afraid of being laughed at by women. Yeah, and it's like if we're laughing in the face of like these things that could cause us fear, and instead being like, you know, yeah, 
taking a like lighthearted spin on it then that would probably stop us getting anxiety about it because it's less like intense and like doomsday music yeah and more just fun and upbeat but still interesting yeah i feel like that's a really good way to go about it and like obviously they're journalists and so they're very like aware of what they're talking about and they're not yes and they do it in a way that i think is like it's never disrespectful to mm. the victims. It's disrespectful to the murderers. The murderers. Yeah, like they just say great. the funniest shit. They did this episode on Ivan Milat and I was like, she was just like, not only is he a fucking asshole murderer, he was also a real nuisance in prison. She was like, he cut off his little finger with a plastic knife what? to get a PlayStation. How the fuck do you cut off your finger with a plastic knife? I don't know. He like tried to and he tried to like mail it to the oh. high court or something. I'm like totally paraphrasing, but it was just so funny. And yeah. her like co-host Josie was just like, on top of everything else, there was fucking shit PlayStation games in 2011. <laughs> like what does he even want to play? <laughs> Crash Bandicoot? <laughs> God. Okay. Uh, We're going to wrap this up. Yeah. But um, as always, please rate, review, subscribe, and share on your your Instagram stories because we love seeing it. Tag us, follow us. Yes. Send us a nice little message. <laughs> love. Leave us a review, actually. I feel like we've been like, yeah. we've been a bit cool with the reviews lately. As in, like, we haven't been like pushing you to do it, but if you like please us, please it. leave us a nice review. If you don't like us, don't just bother. Just stay like, quiet. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> just, just tell <laughs> if you don't have anything nice to say, just don't say you, anything. Yeah, just complain to your friends about us, but <laughs> keep it And never off, listen again. Keep it off the internet, please. <laughs> We're trying to keep our five-star rating intact. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.